Well, um, I don't know if you're visiting with us or you've been with us because um, we have four services, so it's hard to, to, uh, to remember everyone's faces. But if you are part of this house, you know that we've just finished a seven-day fast. And uh, I think this is like maybe the second time that we've called a fast. And the reason that we did that was uh, we just felt like from the Lord we were to do that. We, we had talked about um, last week this verse. This is what we, the, the, the reference that we used. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. You guys remember that? I can go back. You know, I, I think I told you this. They 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 uh, uh, they they took me off hourly, so I'm on salary now. So I, you know, it's it, it's all the same to me. So, um, but but we talked about. So we entered into this fast last week, and the reason that we entered into this fast is that we had talked about um, the the disciples that 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 one day when Jesus said, "Go preach the gospel." heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, freely you've, you've received, freely give. And they went. We talked about, like, wonder what that looked like. I guarantee you that when those disciples went, things began to happen. And, and we were, I was trying to describe what, or, or think about, enter into what that must have looked like and what that must have been like to be one of the 12, to, to, to see things in the invisible begin to move at the name of Jesus or whatever they said. I don't know if they said at the name of Jesus, they might've just said go, I, I don't know. But anyway, things began to move. And then one day they were doing the same thing that they've always done and it didn't happen. And if you remember, it was the, uh, it was the, it was the man who brought his son who would, would go into convulsions and the, the, the father said to the disciples, could you cast this out? I'm just paraphrasing here. Jesus and his disciples were up on the mountain. They came down, saw this commotion and thinking, what's going on? It's like, well, we, we, we brought, I brought, and this man said, I brought my son to your, to your disciples and they couldn't cast him out, couldn't cast this out. And so Jesus wound up casting out the demon and then privately the disciples said, hey, why didn't that work? And Jesus said, oh, this kind doesn't come out but by prayer and fasting. So it's like, huh. So in essence, what, what he's saying is, is there are issues in life that requires more of, uh, more, more of a demand on, uh, on our time, on our, on our whatever. In this case, it was a demand on uh, the, their time, prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting, who knows, I, I don't understand how it works, but I, how, do, how, how does this work on paper where I deny myself of something that gratifies me and that actually somehow that moves heaven? I don't understand that. But, but it does. And so we just did a seven-day fast because we were talking about we are in a time right now where we are up against something that's not moving. And we are in a time right now that if, 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 we, if, if ever we needed heaven to move, it is now. And so, 
So we just, we, we did this seven day fast. I don't know uh, what you did. That's between you and God. That's between me and you. That's between you and God. And uh, for me, uh, I was so excited to wake up this morning and to be able to eat. And so I had lunch and man, it was, it was great. And, uh, and so yesterday I was thinking, you know, us coming off of a seven day fast, what, what do you do? What, what, what do we we just go back to church as normal? Do we just go back to and act like nothing happened? And uh, I don't think we do. As a matter of fact, let me just state this, it, and not to get too heavy into this, but it seems like where we are, and I'm not talking about just us as a church, I'm talking about the nation, the, the world, where we are, especially, let's talk about the, the church with the capital C, where we are, I believe, we, where we are today is a place where we cannot go back to where we were. I believe we were at a place that what we're gonna find, what you're gonna find is, is the things that used to work don't work anymore. Say, Jeff, what are you talking about? Well, for me personally, the things that used to work, let's just talk about just something simple. Uh, my, my, my daily Bible reading plan. You saying that doesn't work? No, well, I'm just listen to me. Hold on. The, the 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 sustenance that I need for my spiritual health that I get out of what I used to read doesn't sustain me now. Say, so Jeff, what, what what are you talking about? The and, and how do you measure that? Well, that's a great question. The thing that I have noticed is the volume of the world is so loud right now that it is drowning out the volume of my spirit. The reason that the volume of the world is drowning out the volume of my spirit is because I need to turn the volume of my spirit up. The way that I turn the volume of my spirit up is I spend more time in the things in the spirit that actually build me up. So what I mean by that is, is in my daily Bible reading plan that I was really into because I'm an overachiever and I like to check things off and I like to complete things and like to be on schedule, I like to have things done, I like to be at the end of the year and go, yeah, I read the Bible last year. And with all, along with the, all the other people who said, yeah, I read the Bible as well. What I'm realizing is in my Bible reading, I wasn't getting the nutrition that was actually pertinent to the things that I'm facing right now. Am I, getting, am I throwing my Bible reading out? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, what I'm saying is the amount of time that I was spending is not enough nutrition to get me through my day. Let me tell you something. Go out on a construction site or do some yard work and, try, and, and eat 500 calories a day. You'll, your body will get back to you and go, hey, either you eat more or we're quitting. And usually the quitting is maybe a passing out or something like that. But basically the body is saying the amount of work that I'm having, the, what, what the, 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 the lifting that I'm doing right now what you're, the, the fuel that you're putting inside of me, Jeff, is not keeping, I'm not able to keep up with what I'm having to lift. And that's what I'm talking about. 
This is not about lifting. This is not about, this is about engaging. We are at a place now where it is more pertinent for us to hear from God and to connect with the living God on a daily, maybe uh, on a, for sure on a daily basis. But the, the time requirement is actually going to be, is actually more than what it took before for me to have that same. Amen. I think I'm making sense. I think I've said the same thing three times. So. One of those things. So for me, the way that the thing that attunes my spirit so well is there, there's a couple of three things. One is fasting. I, do I enjoy fasting? No, I don't. I don't really enjoy fasting. I, I don't like. I, I like food. Matter of fact, that's probably one of my hobbies. I'm a foodie. And far be it from me, so during the fast, I found myself watching the cooking channel. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Not just the cooking channel, I'm watching these different chefs, going to the, making all this different stuff out of, you know, I'm just like, what are you, Jeff, why are you nuts? It's like, no, but when I come off this fast, we are gonna do that one right there. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. How many days are left before I can make this grass-fed beef with, anyway. I'm having to lick my lips. So, so I'm a foodie. So one of the things that I've seen, what, Jeff, what does that mean? So what I've noticed is, is during the fast, uh, more times than not, I don't get anything. After the fast, my spirit man is so attuned, like today. To, I, I was sitting here today. Uh, first of all, the worship was amazing. Thank you guys so much. It was awesome. The presence of the Lord was so strong. Now, here's a question. Was the presence of the Lord stronger today or was it normal? Meaning, was the presence of the Lord stronger today because my spirit man was more attuned to him? Or was it because the, uh, the, the worship was so anointed? I don't know. I, I, I think it's both. But there's something to when my spirit man is more attuned to him, I'm more dialed in, I'm more sensitive, I'm more, I'm like, oh, wow, we could have stayed there forever. And um, so, so that's one. Praying in tongues is one. I'm telling you what, 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 what that thing is for, it, what that thing is for, what praying in tongues is for, it's meant to build your spirit man up. And the other one is, is reading the Bible. Reading the Bible is like taking your vitamins. Take your vitamins, you're like, you know, or, or just, or, or eating, you know, e- eating food. You, when you're eating food, wow, here we go, back on food again. When I'm eating, you know, I'm not thinking about the, the, the vitamin B or the vitamin C or the vitamin, but yet when I'm eating it, it goes into my body. My, my body assimilates it and it feeds my, there's nutrition for my body. When you read the Bible, the same thing happens to your spirit. So, so we did a fast and the fast was, was for the sake of our land. So it says, uh, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. And so we're up against something right now that's immovable. And we're like, God, we can't move this coronavirus. Yeah. We, we, we are up against a pestilence and we need you to move. And so according to what you said in your word, because the, the, the scripture that I referred to right before this was he said, if I send a pestilence, if I send grasshopper, if, if I send this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, that's what we just did. We humbled ourselves through fasting and pray and seek my face 
and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, all the way from heaven. I will hear all the way from there and I will come, forgive their sin and heal their land. And that's what we were doing. So we're on the back, we're on the, we're, we're, we'll just come off of that. And so the question is, well, now what do we do? And so I, I, honestly, this, this whole week, uh, was, I was talking to Becky and we're thinking, talking about today and what we're gonna do. And she said, Jeff, what do you think? I said, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem right that we can just go right back to where we came from. Uh, you know, just church is normal. It seems like there, there's, there, there's something that we need to do. And so I, um, so I, so we were planning on this just being an extended worship time and us praying into what we had prayed this entire week. These are the prayer points that we, that we, uh, that we covered this week. And we will, just so you know, this is not a one-time thing. We are continuing to cover these prayer points. We cover them uh, every other Tuesday night when you dial in here. That's uh, what's gonna happen this Tuesday night. But we're covering these. We feel like from the Lord, these are the things that we've been instructed by God to pray into. There's actual scriptural references where Jesus said, you know, pray to the Lord of the harvest, you know, beseech the Lord of the harvest, pray to the Lord of the harvest for more workers. So we're like, okay, if you said to pray that, we're going to pray that. So we're praying into that. And so the, the question is, is where do we go from here? Well, yesterday I was um, sitting, kind of praying the Lord, praying to the Lord. And I was like, Lord, what, what do we, what, what do we do? What do you want us to do? And this Big word flashed up, it, it, big letters, not that I can't read. Thank you, somebody caught that one. Consecrate. And I was like, consecrate? We, we, just, we just did it, we just consecrated ourselves. It was like, consecrate. And so I was like, okay. And it wouldn't leave. And so I... So I begin to look up some different scriptures and Joshua is what we're gonna land on. Joshua 3, 5. This verse comes uh, on the precipice of after, so Moses has died. The children of Israel are looking to Joshua to take them into the promised land. God told Moses, you're not gonna take them into the promised land. And so Moses dies and God appoints Joshua. Joshua and the children of Israel, they cross over the Jordan. The Jordan splits. They walk across on dry land. And they come upon Jericho. This is a walled-in city that um, the walls were so thick, they had chariot races that went around the top of it. So they come to this place. And they think, how, how in the world are we going to, to, to take these people? And the Lord said, th- th- you're going to take them. This is, this is the land that I brought you into and I brought you into up against these people to conquer these people. And so God tells Joshua to consecrate yourselves tomorrow for the Lord will do wonders among you. So prophetically, I'm wondering if the Lord is setting us up. Could it be that the Lord is asking us to consecrate ourselves because we're about to see him do amazing wonders before us. I I, I think so. So just so that we're all on the same page, I 
because I'm a word guy and, and word meaning, uh, I, I, I like to break it down into its simplest form so that I can understand it. You know, it's like, it's like, I need to know what you mean when you say something. So God, when you say consecrate yourself, what do you mean? So I just did a random, easy, check my dictionary app uh, on, on my phone. And it says to, to consecrate is to devote or dedicate to a purpose to make sacred, to set apart, or to dedicate to the service of a deity, which is God. And so, so it's like, okay, so he's wanting, me, wanting us to, to consecrate ourselves. And so let me just tell you, this is not about a vocation. This is about a lifestyle. What he's calling us to do is to live our lives before him regardless of who's in front of us. That was a really big statement that I just made. Do you realize that we change the way that we live depending on who's in front of us? So it's not about, it's, this is about him having first place in our life. So someone asked Jesus, hey, teacher, what's the most important uh, commandment? The Lord said, oh, so love your Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the first. And so what this is about is about putting the things that he calls first and having those equal the first place in our lives. So loving the Lord our God might be, it's in my top 10, but at different times it might not be the number one thing. It might fall to number three. And he's like, no, nah, I'm wanting it to be number one. And so, so let me read you this in Joshua chapter seven. So in Joshua seven, here's what's happened. Joshua and the Israelites have gone in and they've annihilated Jericho. They walked, marched around it. These big walls fall and they, they plummage the city. God told Moses when you take this city, I don't want you to take anything, take nothing from this city because I have set this city apart for destruction. It's mine. Well, lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, somebody in one of the clans decided to keep something and hid it. And the next town or the next city that, that Israel came upon was a city of Ai, a, which is Ai, how do you spell that, AI? And, uh, and, and Israel was annihilated. And so everyone's caught off guard. Like, what, what just happened? It's kind of like the disciples. We were praying, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And it stopped. No, nothing happened. They had just annihilated Jericho. Now they just got annihilated by Ai. And, 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 and Joshua is on his knees crying out to God, oh God, have mercy on us. And God says in verse 10 of, of Joshua 7, the Lord said, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but they've lied about it and hidden the things uh, among their own belongings. Verse 13, God says, get up command the people to purify or consecrate themselves in preparation for tomorrow. 
For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord to destroy. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. What is the Lord saying to us? There are things that are hidden in your life that you are not gonna be able to, to, to take. Let me just say it like this. This has everything to do with our authority. The authority that you're wanting, that we're wanting to move our enemies out of the way, you will never be able to stand before your enemies as long as you're holding on to something hidden. So the Lord is saying, consecrate yourself. Why? For the Lord will do great wonders among you. But he's not gonna do, he can't do great wonders among us if we're holding on to something that's hidden. And so he's calling us to consecrate ourselves. While I was, <clears throat> this whole thing of consecration was on our mind, Be Be Becky and I were watching uh, a video um, or something by Lou Engle, and he mentioned something. He mentioned uh, uh, the word Nazarite. And when he mentioned the word Nazarite, something went bang to where, you, you know, when, you, when your spirit catches something and your mind is not caught up to it yet. So I had that look. Well, my spirit caught something, but my mind didn't know what it is. So I'm sitting there going, whoa, Lord, what are you saying? It's like the Lord rang a gong. And... <clears throat> The, uh, and so what it says here, let me just read this. So give the following instruction to the people of Israel. If any of the people, either men or women, take the special vow of a Nazarite, setting themselves apart to the Lord in a special way. And so that's, that's so a Nazarite vow was uh, someone who, who decided, even though, well, I don't know what your stance is on, on what I'm about to say, but they chose not to do certain things. One of them was they chose not to drink wine. The men wouldn't cut their hair. And so basically they were in this place of, uh, it's a season of when they, where they sought after the Lord in a special way. And when he said that, I felt like that, that there's, almost, uh, there's almost an anointing that is coming to the church to restore the Nazarite seeking, the, 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 the Nazarite vow, not, not in a religious way. I, I was a part, I, I've been a part of a, 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 a church, and Becky and I were part of a church where, where being set apart and being holy, that, that was to be set apart so that you wouldn't be contaminated. What I'm talking about is setting yourself apart in order to be consumed. And the Lord, I believe, is gonna blow through this place and you're gonna see people begin to take on this, this Nazarite. I'm gonna do everything possible to set myself apart to be consumed by the all-living God. As we were listening and as I was reading, I came upon this one. Amos 2.11 says, I raised up prophets from among you. I also set, set, 
some of your young people <clears throat> apart to me as Nazarites. And I was, uh, oh, I did this first service. And when I read this verse, something impacted me to where I sensing the holiness of the Lord on our kids, on our children. And I remember back in 2018 that a conference with <clears throat> Jack Deere, it's Heaven Declares Conference with Jack Deere and David Wagner. And the last night, the very last night, David Wagner spoke and the Holy Spirit came into the room and there was a row of our young people who I think for the most part, most of them had decided to come. They paid their own way, got their parents to drop them off. They paid their own way to come to the conference. And they all sat in a row about midway back. And during this last night, the Holy Spirit fell on that row. And those young people began to be touched by the Lord. When I read this, I thought of your family, Philip, your kids. Watching your kids, when I see your kids, they fall under this right here, this verse right here. And I, so there's, a, and I, that's not singling him out and saying that doesn't apply to anybody else. That is not what that means. But there's, there's something real. There's a real time impartation, I believe, that the Lord is wanting to impart to our children. And we're gonna pray for our children uh, yeah, here in a minute. But I, uh, if this message was for nothing, no other purpose than for him coming and touching our, our children, it's been spot on. Now, <clears throat> let me also say, for us as adults who are also going, hey, I want that as well, you jump in there as well. God's no respecter of persons. So let me just say this. So coming off of this fast, I was reminded of two scriptures. One was in Matthew 6, I can look it up, but Matthew 6, the Lord is telling his disciples, he says, when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, you know, don't look disheveled, don't give it away that you're, that you're fasting. And he says, and do this in secret. And God who sees you in secret will reward you openly. And I, 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 we went into the, into the fast. I was reading that. I was like, oh, wow, this uh, uh, fasting, there's actually a reward attached to fasting. Fasting. Now, we don't know when it comes. We don't know what it is. But last night, or actually this morning, when I'm putting this, this, this whole teaching together, I, I had no teaching whatsoever, and I was good with it. And I felt like the Holy Spirit moved in a different way. But I feel like that one of the byproducts of what we've done is what he's wanting to impart. 
So one of the things that I feel like that the Lord is wanting to impart is an anointing for us as, an, as people to be able to learn how to consecrate ourselves, set ourselves apart even more. Again, not setting ourselves apart to not be contaminated, to set ourselves apart to be consumed. So that actually takes an anointing. Can I just tell you, you can't do that on your own. I can't do that on my own. It actually takes God to love God. It takes God to draw us into himself. We have no capacity to do this. It takes God to love God. It takes God to touch us in order for us to love God. It takes God to, to, to breathe on our spirit so that we respond back to him in worship. For all things are from him and through him and to him and, and back to him. It's a full circle. Everything comes from him. That's why one of the reasons when you read in, in Revelation at the, at the end of the age, you see these people just throwing their crowns. The elders are just casting their crowns. They're like, are you kidding me? You, you had everything to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. My response actually came from you. My response, let me tell you, and when the Lord comes close to you, he can make it to where we, we had no choice but, but to respond because of his goodness, because of his presence. So are you, are you kidding me? Get this crown off of me. I don't deserve any of this. It is all you. That's why in Revelation 6, there was no, or Revelation 5, there was no one found worthy to open the books. No one. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth, they searched every place that was created where mankind could live. Nobody was worthy. No one was worthy. There's only one that's worthy. So there's an impartation, I believe, that's gonna happen. The other impartation that I think is gonna happen is that I'm asking for is Zechariah 12.10. I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David. And I was praying, Lord, would it be, you know, one of the things that felt like the Lord said that this says, you know, when I read this verse about uh, the house of prayer, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. And the Lord very kindly said, hey, um, knowing that that's one of my values, how do you see that value lining up at Grace Center? Uh. And so again, not knowing what to do, there's no condemnation. There's, there's no rejection. There's no ridicule. There's no chiding. There's no, none of that. It's like, what do we do? It's like, I, I don't know what to do. First thing, I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, I'll tell you what you need. You need actually a spirit of, of prayer to be poured out upon you. That's what you need. That's what you need. L let me help you. And so we pray into Zechariah 12, 10, that the Lord would pour out a spirit of grace and prayer upon us. That for what? So that the authority that he's given us as believers here on earth, we will begin to partner. We would take our authority, shake hands with what he is saying from heaven and begin to see heaven and earth begin to move. When, when we step into our place of intercession and agree with the things that he is saying, you begin to see things happen. You begin to see things move. But it doesn't happen apart from that. As long as we remain prayerless, the, the enemy knows if we remain prayerless, nothing's gonna happen. Because we're not stepping into who we are. We're not stepping in with our authority and shaking hands, not shaking hands, but, but agreeing with heaven and seeing things move. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 
So I'm trying to figure out, do we, let's start, let's do this, let's start now. I've got one more verse that I'm gonna end with, but let's start. I would like to start with the consecration piece. So Father, Lord, I ask, Lord, we come before, we come before your glorious presence, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we take our place, Lord, as your children. How wonderful it is that we, we, that we would be called children of God, and such we are. So, Father, I, I ask, Lord, we ask, Lord, for an impartation that, we, that you'd give us a, a, a grace a grace, Lord, to be able to walk out, Lord, as people being able to consecrate ourselves to you. I'm asking for that. That's one. The other thing is, Lord, is I'm asking, Lord, for, for where are the children? Can you guys, I know you guys, can you, get, you wanna go get them? Uh, so I have the kids. Kids or the children, can you all stand up? And parents, could you guys, we'll just, but there's, there's something to this. I've also set some of your young people apart to me. The things that we're watching is where, where the Lord, what, maybe the Lord arrested me at a later age. He's arresting children at a much earlier age than he, than, than he I'm watching this happen with parents that the, 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 their children are being touched by God sooner than the parents were touched. And usually when that happens, when our kids are touched sooner than we're touched, we kind of write it off because we think they're too young. It's not, they're, they're not too young. This is the Holy Spirit coming along and touching them saying, I'll take this one, I'll take this one. We realize that, that what, what he is called, what he is, what, what is happening here is he's setting people apart and he's setting them apart at an early age. And so Lord, we come alongside uh, church, just begin to pray. Let's reach out your hands. We, we begin to, come, if you know, if you know children, children that you know, you know, just begin to pray for them. But we reach out, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask we ask, Lord, for this impartation, Lord, this, this Nazarite impartation where they, they would choose to live their life uh, uh, for you, even at an early age. Instead of being consumed by, uh, 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 instead of being, uh, yeah, instead of being consumed by the world, Lord, I ask, Lord, that, that they would be, that they would cry out to be consumed by you. And that Holy Spirit, you would enable them Enable them and empower them to live a holy life. And so, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would release, Lord, your, 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 your influencers, the mind molders. Lord, we bless the mind molders that are standing up right now. We bless the mind molders uh, of the people that are watching online, your children. We are blessing your children. Bless your children, parents. But the mind molders, we bless, Lord, we bless all influencers in society. We bless, Lord, the ones who will stand up for injustice, the ones who will stand up for holiness, the one, the standard bearers in your kingdom. We bless the standard bearers in your kingdom in the name of Jesus. We bless the heroes of the faith that are standing up in the name of Jesus. 
We bless, Lord, the, 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 the apostles. We bless the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, the pastors that are standing up. We bless them in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, for a holy impartation, an impartation, Lord, from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. We ask, Lord, that you would open their mouth. You said, out of the mouth of babes, I will lead my people. We bless the leadership anointing that's on them. We ask, Lord, that you would open their eyes and you would give them dreams and visions. Speak to them, Lord, in the night. Speak to them. Speak to them, Lord. Have divine, we, we bless the encounters, the divine encounters, Lord. We ask, Lord, we ask, Lord, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to be upon the, uh, upon the families, the, the parents, to know how to walk, how to steward the, this, this impartation, this, this uh, explosion of, of heaven that knows no age. There's no age limit in, in, in heaven. There's no junior Holy Spirit, what I'm trying to tell you. There is no junior Holy Spirit. We bless, we bless, we bless the ones that are called to heal. We bless the healing, we bless the healing anointing. Bless the interpreters of dreams. We bless the Daniels, we bless the Josephs. We bless the Debras. We bless the Lydia's. We bless the ones that are, that are, that are, that are called to, to sit in governmental places. We bless them, Lord. We pray. We ask, Lord, that you would deposit this piece of who you are into their life. And we ask, Lord, that according to, I think it's 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, that you would keep the enemy away from them. In the name of Jesus, amen. I remember when our children were about about your age, your kid's age, uh, Jeff. And uh, we, they were just entering that age where they were, were about to release them to go to school. And we were just fraught with fear. Like, oh no, this is where, this is where I went off the rails. This, we well, didn't go off the rails, but I went off the rails. And I'm thinking, oh man, this is not a good thing. And I remember the Lord told me, he goes, Jeff, greater am I that's in them than the one that's in the world. And I was like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And because uh, I thought, you know, and he says, he said, I've got your kids. I have your kids. And I remember the struggle that I had because there's a struggle is, do I believe him or do I, you know, reserve the right to trust him? And so I remember I just, I, I, it was just a step of faith of going, I'm gonna trust you. And the Lord kept his word. It's amazing how our children came through all of the tumultuous years of middle school, junior high, high school, that whole thing where, where, where so many things happen. None of those things happened to our kids. And I was like, wow, you actually have our children. And so I just wanna tell you, he has your children. The last one that I wanna end with, and I felt like from the Lord, we were to end with this. And, well, not that one. Is Isaiah 45, 8. Say, Jeff, why, why, were you, why do you want to go to 45, 8? Isaiah 45, 8. Isaiah 45, 8 was given to us this year, given to, uh, to us, but, it, but the way that it came was uh, at 4.58 in the morning on April the 9th, 
which happened to be in co- uh, uh, coinciding with the Hebrew day of Passover, the doorbell rings. So you've all heard me talk about our doorbell, our doorbell rang. And uh, <clears throat> for those of you that hadn't heard the, the story, I jumped out of bed because our neighbor uh, uh, was, a, was a single man who had had heart issues. He had already had a heart attack. And I told him, if you ever, something ever happens, you come over to our house, you ring the doorbell, we'll, I'll, I'll take you to the hospital. So the doorbell rings. I am up, ran to the front door, and there's nobody there. And I'm like, oh, wow. And even looked down the sidewalk to see if maybe he had, you know, waited and then was walking away or passed out or whatever. And so, so it wasn't him. So I remember as I'm walking back to, to our room, I... Remember, the sound of the doorbell was not our doorbell sound. It was another sound. It was like a, 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 a and again, I'm not like a, like a mansion, like boom, boom, like really. And then I realized, like, oh wait, how could I have heard the doorbell? Because I'm wearing foam earplugs because I snore. But, and we, 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 we also have two box fans. So we've gotten used to this ambient noise. I'm like, how would I have heard this? So I realized this is the Lord trying to get my attention. So long story short, anytime the Lord does that, I pay attention to the, to the time on the clock. And then I go and, and look up all the, the, the verses that coincide with, that, with the number. So it's 458. So starting in Genesis, all the way to Revelation, went through all the chapter fours. There are no chapter fours that have 58 verses in the Bible. So I'm like, oh. So then I thought, maybe it's 45 and went to 45, eight, and this is the verse. And so the reason that, so when I read this verse, it was another, Lord, what in the world are you saying? Because this is not an instruction. This is not a, uh, uh, I believe it's a prophecy, but it's not an instruction. It's not a, it's not a teaching. It's not a, it's it like, we, we, it's, there's, there's, there's no information for me to grab onto as to what, the, what we are saying in this verse. Instead, it's almost like we, we have, we have c- come in in, in mid-sentence. And it's almost like, to, to me, when I, when I read this, first of all, I'm saying, who's talking? Who is talking? So it rained down, the, the quotation mark, who's talking? Rain down, you heavens from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. I believe that this is that this is coming from the throne room of heaven. I believe that what is being proclaimed, it's a proclamation that's being proclaimed over the earth. And it's saying, rain down heavens from above. Let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. So it's not just skies pouring down righteousness. He's also, it's also speaking to the earth to receive it. Earth open. Let them bring forth salvation, the righteousness uh, and the earth, when it hits, bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created this. Now, the thing about this verse is, is there's not one translation that totally encapsulates the meaning of this verse. You've got to look at the New Living Translations, the New England, the New English Translation, the, the, the New American Standard. Each one has it says it a different way. And when you compile them all together, this is one huge verse that I believe heaven, the, the beacon of heaven is saying this and he's looking, heaven is looking for the agreement of earth to say yes and amen. And us begin to pray what he's praying. And as we begin to pray, what heaven is releasing will begin to see things change. So what I would like for us to do is, uh, well, 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 yeah, could you, let's go ahead and let's stand.
we're gonna end, let's, let's, but I'd like for us to do this before we end. And then Tony's got uh, words of knowledge that we're gonna, we're gonna pray for you. But let's turn this into a prayer and, and let's, let's say this, if we would, it's very simple, but all we're doing is coming into agreement with what's being released right now. So again, you know, the thing that, 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 that I realize is, is I have no, this is what makes it really weird and janky because I have no idea. I don't know what the purpose is that, as to why uh, he gave this to me other than this is something that seems to be, seems to be the only remedy for what's going on right now. It seems like to me that the only way that the coronavirus is going to be dissipated is if the, if the rain comes from heaven and releases righteousness onto the earth and for the earth to open up and receive it and salvation. There's another, uh, one of the other um, uh, translations said deliverance. Let deliverance and righteousness spring up. So the only way that we are, we can't deliver ourselves, the only way we can be delivered is for this righteousness thing to happen, for rain from heaven to come upon this earth, to come upon this earth so that, so that deliverance will happen. So let's say this together. Rain down, you heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. Let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. One more time. Rain down, oh heavens, pray it, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. Let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. One more time because I interrupted you. Rain down, O heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open. Let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Amen. Thank you, Lord.